Engaging service is almost always talked about at a high level, but rarely does anyone do a deep dive and talk about sustainable practices that can be put in place to make it come alive in any business. Well, today we're getting into the weeds. Welcome to the Proven Principles Podcast by Knowing Hospitality, the show that deconstructs and demystifies the inner workings of the hotel industry. Here's your host, Adam Knight. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the show today. My name is Adam Knight. I am a 20 plus year veteran of luxury hotel operations and owner of Proven Principles, a hospitality operations consulting firm that aims to deconstruct and demystify the best practices of hospitality and make them available to you and your business. Now on this show, I wanna talk about something I've been obsessing over lately and that's how to effectively communicate and train the execution of emotionally engaging service. This is a big topic, and the more you dig into it, the deeper down the rabbit hole you find yourself. Now, whether it's to drive customer loyalty, increase sales, or improve your online reviews, connecting with customers on a more personal level is something that most businesses strive for. It's a subject that's talked about at a conceptual level, but it's exceedingly difficult for managers to turn the concept into a practical training program. Simply finding the right words to explain the practice in an actionable way is really elusive, It's presented typically as a job requirement, but rarely do trainers show how to do this on the ground, how to make it come alive, and far be it from anybody to really discuss which roadblocks might be in the way preventing employees from actually delivering on high-level service and how to overcome them. So if you can articulate what it is, you can actually show people how to do it. You'll know which behaviors to train, what to look for, and what to correct. Now that said, emotionally engaging your customers starts with showing your team how to do it. You need to give them the tools, tips, and perhaps most importantly, the latitude to make decisions to serve customers without too much fear of negative feedback or disciplinary action. In other words, it comes with a high degree of internal empowerment and trust. The foundation of understanding emotionally engaging service is to critically look at all of the touch points in your operation. And you can do that by answering the following questions in an open and honest way. And it'll help you shed some light on where you should focus your efforts. You wanna be thinking about where the choke points are in your customer's journey. Where do things typically either fall down or not go as well as you'd like them to? Another area you should look at is what are the emotional triggers that currently exist in your customer experience? Now, those emotional triggers might be intended or unintended. Finally, you want to look at which feelings and emotions you want your ideal experience to evoke, because that'll give you your North Star, what you're working towards, and you can back into it. So looking at those three questions, you might be starting to think about all of the inputs along your customer's journey and all the points of potential failure in your operation. And this is really what I mean by going down the rabbit hole, because you can can go deep and you can go off in a lot of different directions, but don't worry, we're going to get into some of the meat of this here as we move forward. So when we're talking about emotions, there's six primary emotions that we're really focusing on here, being surprise joy, fear, sadness, anger, and disgust. And everything that you do in your business triggers one or more of these feelings to varying degrees in your customers. So when we're talking about emotionally engaging service, the goal is to minimize feelings of anger, fear, sadness, and disgust, so the negative emotions, and we wanna amplify the good emotions or the positive emotions like surprise and joy. Now, it's important to keep in mind that anything unexpected along your customer's journey in your business carries with it the element of surprise. But surprise alone doesn't guarantee success. It needs to be combined with other positive emotions. At the end of the day, it's surprise and delight, not surprise and upset. So this requires that you craft experiences both tangible and intangible that drive positive emotional reactions. 
So when we talk about tangible experiences, those are the things that engage all five senses. So think about touch, see, smell, taste, and hear. If something triggers one of those senses in a negative way, like a bad smell in a great looking room, it actually affects the congruency of the customer's expectations. So suddenly what they were expecting is replaced with a negative emotion. They thought it was going to be one way. They had a vision in their mind of how it was going to be, but it turns out it was something else and something else in a bad way. The other side of that coin are the intangible experiences. This is about how people feel. These are the things that you do that trigger emotions, not the things that people can tangibly look at or grab or experience. This is about how people feel. So think about how maybe a smile and a warm welcome from an employee can melt away the stress of a difficult day of travel when somebody is arriving at a hotel. Those are the intangible type of experiences. And from an operations perspective, you want to focus on attention to detail by building job duties and checklists around catching potential failures. So this is going to require a little bit of forethought and understanding of the functions and steps that each position in your operation is intended to perform. So another way of looking at this is finding those moments of downtime throughout the day so smaller detailed work can be accomplished. You should also be looking at this as a way to find overlapping duties in different departments to act as a fail-safe against missed items throughout the day. So for example, if a housekeeping houseman is responsible for keeping a lobby clean and they hit the lobby at specific times throughout the day, structuring their workday so that they hit the lobby during the busy times and maybe don't need to go through as often when the when the lobby is slow, when there's less traffic, just to make sure that it's looking as best as it can be. You're crafting their day to meet the needs of the operation. And while they're there, they should be looking at non-obvious places for ways to improve the look and feel of the area. So looking for trash in places like planters or behind furniture, having them carry extra napkins so they can replenish the coffee station during busy times. You really want to be thinking ahead and designing checklists to cover areas of need, even if those smaller tasks don't traditionally fall to a specific role. This is going to make it easier to cover off on all of the detailed items throughout your operation. Those are the, the things that contribute to the overall customer experience. Having those fail-safes in checklists and duties throughout the operation is going to make it more likely that everything will get picked up throughout the day rather than having specific items fall to one person to look after. Now, from a staff training perspective, you want to focus your efforts on showing people how to respond to guest interactions. This is key here. It, the extra effort that you spend on staff interactions, attitudes, words, and body language are going to pay dividends for you. You want to show them how to get comfortable with the ebb and flow of a customer interaction, sometimes driving, maybe sometimes responding, and really providing the level of service that the customer wants to receive. This is how you create natural connections with your customers. Now, there are six skills that you can train and develop with your team that are going to increase their emotional engagement with your customers. And the first one is showing them that it's okay to be kind and optimistic in all customer interactions, whether it's a positive message being delivered or whether it's handling a difficult recovery situation. Showing them how to find the good out of all of these situations and present messages in a positive manner is going to go a long way. You want to show them how to be curious about your customers when the time is right. So asking probing questions about your customers' likes and interests and maybe their dislikes and offering suggestions based on the information that they learn. So again, you're seeing a theme here, tailoring information and delivery to the way that the customer wants to receive it. You want to talk about having a strong work ethic and the desire to perform every day and part of having a strong work ethic when you're working in a, in a hospitality setting or in any business is showing them how to look for problems 
taking ownership of the problems that they find and communicating those up the chain to their manager so that everybody can work together on finding solutions. You're not just coming in and punching the clock on a day-to-day basis. You're actually coming in with the intention of trying to make things better. And the more barriers that you remove as a team, the stronger, the more cohesive the team is, and the better that is for your customer. You also want to talk to your staff about having empathy in difficult situations and really being solution-oriented when guiding interactions based on understanding where your customer is coming from. So this is crucial here, really showing your team how to get into the customer's shoes. How would your employee, your team member feel if they were about to receive the message that they're going to deliver to their customer? If you help them get into that mindset, it just might change either how the message is delivered or the desire to find a solution to a problem. You wanna show your team how to have a high level of self-awareness and knowing that body language verbiage and tone of voice play a huge part in communication. And finally, you want to talk to them about having integrity in the things that they do. They should do the things that need to get done, even when no one notices or there's no opportunity for praise. These could be the little things like picking up a piece of trash in a hallway when there's nobody around to see anybody do it, or calling housekeeping if there's a spill on a wall. These things need to get done, and they contribute to the overall look, feel, and general well-being of your operation. And you want to cultivate those good habits. So these are the tactics and the practices that you want to focus on with your team. You want to spend time asking a lot of questions of your frontline staff so you can better understand how they feel and so that you can assess their level of comfort. You should be role-playing this. You can gamify it, play it out, plan it out repeatedly until people can explain it and demonstrate it. It's going to be a slow process, but the more that you focus on this, the better the results are going to be going forward. Another reason to focus on asking a lot of questions to better understand where your team is coming from is that they may alert you to some internal roadblocks that make their job harder that you can assist in removing so that things can get better. And you may not know that they're there until the people that work on your team on the front line tell you about them. At the end of the day, when customers develop strong, deep feelings around an experience, they're more likely to create lasting connections with your business and they're going to share their story with others. If you can design training and daily feedback sessions around the steps that we talked about today, it's undoubtedly going to drive repeat business, it's going to bring in new customers, and you're going to have better online reviews. It also has the added benefit of improving employee job satisfaction and might even reduce turnover, so you're going to win all around. So that's it for now on customer engagement. This is a huge topic, and we're definitely going to dive deeper in future shows. But for now, I'd love to hear what you think. This is a topic that many businesses struggle with, and so there's for sure questions out there or things maybe that we didn't cover that you want us to dive deeper on on future shows. So you can find us on all the socials at The Proven Principles, or just drop us a line at theprovenprinciples.com. Let us know what you think. I'd love to hear your feedback. It just helps the shows get better and make sure that we are producing the content that you find valuable. So I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to the show today. I know you've got a lot of podcast options out there and a lot of demands on your time and only so many hours in the day. So thank you for taking a few minutes to listen to what it is that we have to say, and we'll catch up on another episode. Thanks for listening to the Proven Principles Podcast with Adam Knight. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss a show. The podcast is brought to you by Knowing Hospitality, a full-service hotel management company that puts your performance first by rethinking the management model. Visit knowinghospitality.com to learn more. Until next time.